When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFira. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing really well. We've got T-minus about two and a half hours until Syracuse versus Notre Dame. Extremely excited. Um, let's hope that the Orange men can, can pull out a W. But we have World Series Game 1 to react to, to recap, um, what a game, LJ. I mean, it, it the the World Series is always one of the best parts of the of the whole year in the sports calendar, and last night just truly showed it. Absolutely. Uh, where do we want to jump into this? I, I think the first inning is honestly the best place to start, or I should say the the second inning, um, unless you have something from the first inning that you thought was interesting. Um, well, there was a first pitch in the first inning. Um, other than that, that's about of all of interest. Yeah, all right. Uh, second inning, I should say. Um, Kyle Tucker is good at baseball, LJ. Um, and, you know, I voted him top 10 in MVP last year on the show. He goes yard um, and makes it one nothing, And then Martin Maldonado, we talked all that. Future, uh, future silver slugger, Martin Maldonado. Yep. Uh, he singles, that scores another run. It was 2 nothing Astros after the second inning. And then in the third, Kyle Tucker steps up, and he goes 
yard again this time a three-run homer and it is five nothing houston very early on after three innings yeah i mean look kyle tucker been good he hadn't been great this postseason like there's definitely been more disappointing performances so far cough cough jose altuve but um this definitely hadn't been his best work yet but if you're gonna get hot at any point now's the time because it doesn't feel, at least to me, you know, you had one home run coming into this game during the postseason. All of a sudden, you turn around and you hit two here in this game. This isn't usually the start of a slowdown. Like, two home runs isn't a fluke grab for guys. He's getting hot. He's seeing the ball right right now. So I would not be shocked if we get two or three more here in this series. And a guy who has been seeing the ball right for the past two years in a row. So, you know, he's just an unreal player. Um, and He's seeing the ball really right now, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's really, really on it now. Um, however, the Phillies, they were like, okay, you're up 5-0 five, five after three innings. Well, we're going to get uh, some of our offense going off of perennial World Series choker Justin Verlander coming into this game. Um who is 0-6 in the World Series. Um, Nick Castellanos, nice little single uh, to left field where I wanted to talk to you about this. Thoughts on – or, well, sorry, that made it 5-1. Um, and then Alec Bohm with a two-run, a double to left field, um, and that scored two runs. It was 5-3. What do we – how do we feel about Jordan Alvarez playing left field? when he could have been DHing instead of Trey Mancini. There's no, I don't know. I've never saw, saw a good reason in it. Frankly, Trey Mancini, there's a case you could make for him to be better than Yuli Gurriel at first, even. So I definitely think there's cause there's a rationale to play him in the field. I've never necessarily seen him as a bad defender. You don't get put into multiple spots versatility-wise if you're that bad a defender. So, you know, there's no it, – it's never felt like there was a good reason for him to be DHing. I thought, always thought Jordan should have been the guy in that position because I just – I clearly – I rate Trey Mancini much higher than Dusty Baker always has. It's felt like he's kind of – you know, he's not been out for him, but – he hasn't been in for him in uh, really since he got to Houston. Yeah, LJ had also, real quick, did you see the comment uh, Dusty Baker made like prior to game one where they were asking him about, he was talking about how he got a, a few calls from some some people, you know, wishing him good luck. Um, he name dropped two people. The first one was Snoop Dogg. I was like, okay. Um, the second one, though, not sure if he really needed to say this person's name, but Bill Cosby. Um, like, I I don't know what the what the relationship between Dusty Baker and Bill Cosby is, but I was I saw a Jared Carabas tweet, and he was in 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 shock that that he would even mention that. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's definitely not not one you thought of before. I'm desperately trying to figure out what it could be. Um, no, because there's no real, there is no connection to Bill Cosby and Houston, so it's not like he's just a fan that got his number. 
and found a way about it. Um, yeah, that's Dusty and Snoop, or Dusty said Snoop, other rappers, his homeboys, some homegirls, Bill Cosby, and others have reached out to him to congratulate him and wish him luck here. I mean, it's certainly an interesting name, to be fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, it's probably the most interesting name. That's why we're sitting here talking about it. So that's probably why he thought, oh, yeah, I'll bring it up. Not insinuating that there's any deep relationship between him and Bill Cosby. Because if he was, if there's a deep relationship, wouldn't he have been included in the Homeboys? Right. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, homeboy Bill Cosby. Um, Regardless. Yeah, that's, de that's definitely interesting. Um, back to Justin Verlander here. Are we going to call this, are we going to necessarily put this on postseason choking? No, no, it's it's specifically World Series choking. Or, because... Excuse me, World Series choking. I'm not sure I'm really, I'm ready to go there. You know, if we look at this and he has another lackluster performance at the end of the series, I think, yeah, I'll agree with you there. But I think there's actually a more interesting um, and valid narrative here that we're seeing play out within this postseason. I think this guy's struggling with the rest. Like when you keep when you keep it in mind, you know, here's a guy who he had, I believe, two start times he came back from injury, had two times through the rotation off after his did he have a rehab return before the end of the regular season? Or did he just get tossed out there for the postseason? Uh let me see real quick. No, he may he pitched September sixteenth, September twenty second, September twenty eighth, and okay. um, then October fourth, the last day of the year, or one of the last days of the year. Either way, you had the October fourth, and then you had that huge gap to the postseason start, and we ended up seeing, you know, he didn't fare too well with that. Um, that would be what seven days, yeah. He had like a full a time and a half through the rotation that was missed because of the new wildcard series. And he struggled against Seattle with that time off. Now, all of a sudden, you go into this game where his last time he pitched because of the sweep, because of the way that the World Series gets scheduled on to set dates. He gets the uh, start against the Yankees on October 19th. Does excellent. And then had 10 or nine days in between starts. My personal theory, the one I'm running with right now is, you know, maybe he isn't able to gas, stay gassed up like he would in younger years now. And this isn't to make an age thing. Some guys might just not be able to do this, but you can't tell me that that amount of rest doesn't turn into rust for some guys, especially when, you know, you're at his age when you are 39 years old. Sometimes you just need to keep, you need to keep the car moving to keep it warm. There isn't anything you can do in a practice that's going to be able to simulate that. And that's the theory I'm operating under right now. That could easily change. I could easily get behind you in the postseason choke or the World Series choking because, you know, that is, that is fair within his track record, but so is what we're seeing here in the 2022 postseason. I just don't know which one to necessarily point the blame at. But 
Another question here, of course, the Phillies do end up going to win this game as in the top of the 10th, JT Real Muto hits the game-winning home run. Um, again, you know, kind of typical stuff you're expecting from this team. We just needed – It's very. it very much feels like Washington back in 2019, except this is a better squad than, than Washington oh. was, just because you had – great players on that team phenomenal generational talents and yet they couldn't turn the corner they couldn't get that first playoff win and once they got that first playoff win they were flying this is kind of the same thing once they made the playoffs you knew the star count potential was going to come through but had they not won and this is just me playing it out i'm still a, a proponent of this idea of pitching not pitching your top guy in the first game but Right now, here we're seeing a good counterpoint to it. Justin Verlander has a terrible start. This was the game you weren't supposed to, or you were going to expect yourself to do the worst against their starter. Are you find, kind of shaking? You could have been left shaking your head, not starting Zach Wheeler here, when you could have easily gotten to Justin Verlander. Like they could have, the Phillies could have easily lost this game. And it ultimately would have been because Zach Wheeler wasn't on the mound because I really didn't expect much more from Aaron Nola than this. Yeah. Um, and to back up a little, um, I want to talk about the play that Nick Castellanos had in the field. Um, was it in the ninth inning or in the top of the 10th or, or yeah, I think bottom nine, um, Jeremy Pena was up, um, flew out to Castellanos, made a really nice sliding play. Um, to prevent any damage and send it to the 10th. Um, also, I want to talk about some of the bullpen usage I thought was really interesting um, and just really shows how how, how different the playoffs is. Um, you know, Zach Eflin, a guy that has bounced around from the rotation to um, the, the, the bullpen for the Phillies this year. And all of a sudden he gets thrown in there um is the like the second guy out of the bullpen gets them four really big outs then they go to ranger suarez and i was a little shocked at first but then it just made so much sense to me and i was like clearly you know you throw him out there for these two outs lj he'll still be okay to to uh, get you some outs on Monday when he's presumably going to be the starter, right? So what is two outs today really matter at the end of the day? I thought that bringing in Sir Anthony Dominguez for two innings, it would have ended up being, but then it was really five outs. Just such a good move. Like, there's no reason just to burn through these relievers if you don't have to, especially because you have that off day on Sunday. Um, to rest your 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 bullpen back up and he was dealing I mean he looked really really good had three strikeouts I think um, and then of course you call on a D-Rob for the save as for the Astros side um, you know I thought that Luis Garcia the guy who ends up taking the loss LJ was was he really the best guy to have out there in the in the top of the 10th inning um I don't see a problem with him being out there who are you putting in instead? Yeah, I, I really don't know. I think like there, I there, think there's very Dusty, few players on any team that are better than him. Presley, you know, going into the top of the 10th, 
he'd only thrown uh he did throw 15 pitches i guess i don't know it's it's really interesting because rafael montero only threw eight pitches and then he got yanked for 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 presley which obviously makes sense presley's been really good but hindsight's 2020 i don't know it's i think we've seen how starters have fared out of the bullpen this postseason is not good whatsoever yeah but this is a team that's had all of these guys honestly i think justin verlander and lance mccullers we've talked about before are the only guys who don't have experience out of the bullpen for houston and i could be wrong on lance mccullers so you know these guys have done it before they've done well they've been comfortable i struggle to read too much into giving up a home run to the best catcher in the world yeah no so you know Ultimately, I would back I back this decision, especially because, you know, he's been so good this postseason. He's been good out of the bullpen in the past. I, I feel almost sure of it. Um, don't have the numbers up to it. Back me up. I don't have an issue with that one. And back to your point, though, on as I pull up the long, wrong Luis Gar- Garcia. Um, There's only three of them in the league right now, so you know. But anyway, um, anyway. With with uh, Ranger Suarez, excuse me, not Zach Eflin. You know, there's a big difference between both the setup and your strategy in a seven-game series compared to a five. So with all of the flack we gave the Mariners for putting Wabi Way in, in in game one in the ninth inning, because that one didn't make sense because odds are he was only going to get one opportunity to significantly impact a game with a start why was it there with this you're also only going to get one game to impact it but you also have a lot more games to play with you have a lot more room to work with i know two games doesn't feel like a lot but it is so being able to use him here is the luxury of a seven game series being able to toss him right here and it worked out definitely to their favor all right well game two is today Eight o'clock start. All the games will be at eight o'clock Eastern in this series. Um, we've got Zach Wheeler versus Framber Valdez. You know, uh, LJ gun to your head. Who wins this game? I, I have to say, I have to say Houston, just because I'm afraid to be wrong. But it's yeah. all. It's also so hard to. It's so hard to pick against Zach Wheeler. It's very hard, and this was the game I already slated them to win, but the concept of them, the concept of Philly taking two games in Houston escapes me, so. It just doesn't make sense, like, that doesn't make sense in in, in my head. That's ultimately the reason I'm going with it. Not any actual, you know, statistics other than the fact of there's no way that they can take both games in Houston. I would be shocked. And if they do take both games in Houston, does does a Philly end up winning this at home? No. Um. Oh, how are they running the series again now? Two three two. It's two three two still. Yes. So, if so, you if Philly wins tonight, there will there will, we will not travel back to Houston. Well, I don't think we're going to be going back to Houston anytime soon. Uh, but the Phillies and Astros will not be going back to Houston. Well, the Houston Astros will be going back to Houston, but they won't be going back to Houston to play baseball games. 
Um, Got it. That that that's my thought process now. If they take both here, this is Phillies in five. Okay. Um, now I've got one more actual question for you. Let's say you know either way. Very much the Astros are still in this series. If they win this, how many hits does Jose Altuve have to have for this this championship to actually count for him? I mean, he was one for five last night. I think that's like third. Yeah, that's his fourth hit of the of the postseason. Four for thirty-seven. He did have a stolen base. Kyle Schwarber got the stolen base for the steal a base, steal a taco. Thank you, buddy. Kyle from Waltham. Um, oh, real quick, the one thing that we didn't bring up. Um, Aledmi's Diaz, that last at bat, leans in to the pitch. It was a good call, right? Like he he clearly leaned in. Yeah. I I was watching with a friend and we were like, yep, like that's the absolute right call. They're a really good call by the umpire to have the wherewithal to, you know, actually make that call right. Because I remember beginning of the 2021 season when uh, Michael Conforto did the same thing to walk it off and the ump didn't, didn't call anything. So really good call. Um, he clearly leaned in. And um, who did, yeah. Who did the Yankees have on the mound for game four again? Game four, Nestor. All right, that that's a fair one. I'll say because two hits coming out coming in the same game. For Altuve. Yeah, sure. Okay. Eh. Jordan Alvarez struggling also. Um, really the in the, in the CS and um to start the World Series. I remember last World Series he struggled big time as well, LJ. Do we call this struggling? Because again, it's he so was... hard to look at it's so hard to look at batting average yeah. in these small points. Like, and I'm talking about like really dissecting batting average. There's a big difference between talking about the best player or one of the one of the best players, the most experienced, the veteran of the group, the theoretical leader of this team, having four hits in the entire postseason, and what Jordan Alvarez has done, where you know. You're hitting 212 for the postseason, but that 212 also comes with two home runs, eight RBIs, um, four walks. So, like, he's definitely the numbers aren't that bad. This is still an 853 OPS for the. Uh, oh, that's his, that's his career postseason, but it's close right now. It's got to be. Um, yeah, his career in the World Series. He's nine for forty-one now for a two twenty average. If you look at the last just last night's game and then in the twenty twenty one World Series, he was two for twenty, so two for twenty-four. Small sample, of course. So it's it's still an eight oh five postseason OPS. This year. right, yeah, right. So like you aren't complaining with that. He he is contributing. Jose Altuve is not. No, the three ten OPS or something like that. Like not good. So how many more hits do you think he needs to call this a, like, to say he participated in the postseason this year? Five. Five? I think that's fair. For for a guy that just had a six-and-a-half war season, I think that that's not too unrealistic either. Again, yeah. Uh, all, all the he more just reason. hit 300. <laughs> I mean, like, you would expect that three out of every ten at-bats – the hit he absolutely should be showing up here it's kind of crazy well 
LJ, we'll talk tomorrow, right? Yep. Thank you for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, MLB Daily Pod, and we'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.